Welcome to Punk Rock Personal Development, a podcast about getting your shit together and creating a life you love. I'm your host, Sarah Stars, and every week I speak to inspiring badasses about the nitty gritty of how they live with passion and purpose. My guests and I might embrace a bit of woo woo every now and again, but we also get really honest about what it takes to grapple with your demons, transform your life, truly accept yourself, and strike out in the direction of your dreams. Because personal development only works if you do. That's what's so punk rock about it. Hello, and welcome to Punk Rock Personal Development, episode 18. You can access all of the show notes for this episode at Sarah Stars, that's S-T-A-R-R-S, sarahstars.com slash podcast slash 18. Today's obsession is from Heather from darkisthesea.com. She says, I've just discovered herself.com. It celebrates the beauty of women and has some really honest interviews about being a woman, feminism, and sexuality. And thepool.com, a news website for women, much better than the Daily Mail. So thank you so much for that, Heather. And I will be sure to leave links to both of those websites in the show notes as a little reminder for you to check out those awesome websites. So today's interview is with Michelle Bobrow from The Holistic Wallet. Michelle is a personal finance strategist, and she helps the creatively inclined tap into their left brains and set financial foundations they can stand up and shout from. We're going to talk about what finance has to do with personal development, how to get over your limiting beliefs about money, where to start with getting your financial house in order, and much more. Hey, Michelle, how are you today? Good, how are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. And thank you so much for being on Punk Rock Personal Development. I'm honored to be here. Well, just starting out, I'd love if you could share a little bit of your story and let people know who you are and what it is that you do. Sure. So I'm Michelle Barbaro. I founded the Holistic Wallet, which is a personal finance strategy company. Um, I started it uh, locally on Long Island, New York, and I've been growing it uh, through the virtual atmosphere um, over the past year or so. Um, I used I come from the corporate finance world, and um, and I you know climbed the ladder and stuff like that. I did all the things you're supposed to do that you know the fiscally responsible things, and um, and even like and I found that like everyone when like they opened up a little bit, started talking about like their finances and how messy they were and how much debt they had. And, and this, like, regardless of how much you earn, like anyone, you know, on an entry level up to like senior level executives, um, everyone was kind of like struggling with their finances and it, it was just considered normal that like, you're just, you know, debt is just a fact of life and, and all these things like that. So, um, I tried to set out and fix that and, um, I started, you know, developing like my own little mission of like, you know, where we can have these lives that like, where we can do things that we really want to do and not be like stuck because of like financial responsibilities. And I've kind of been growing that little platform since. Amazing. And I'm really looking forward to diving into the nitty gritty of that. But before we go there, I'd love to hear about a typical day in your life. Do you have any rituals or routines that kind of anchor each day for you? Yes. So I actually, well, this is kind of new, but over the past couple months, I've been reading my own tarot cards every morning. 
Now, I have absolutely no experience or like expertise doing this. Like it's mostly like me sitting with a deck of cards and my laptop and like Googling everything. But um, I found that like it helps me just like make a decision for the day and like set an intention, I guess, and just run with it. Um, And so it helps me like take action and not just like be so afraid of like what, um, you know, what could happen and, you know, if, am I doing the right thing? Like, you know, we're constantly like, second guessing ourselves and like, like trying to make the best educated decision. And I found that it helps me just like tap into that intuition a little better. And like, all right, this is what the card says. I'm going to run like, this is the choice I'm going to make. And I, I guess I could just like flip a coin, but like, it feels like a little more um, detailed or a little more um, structured, I guess. So I've been doing that. I, um, I, walk my dogs in the morning so that like I get like the whole energy like the endorphins going a little bit um and then the rest of the day is kind of just like me constantly checking back in to my intention and like am I on the right track and sometimes I'm not and sometimes I am so um I usually like by by like the um by the end of the day um I'll check back into like my to-do list and um, I, uh, I saw Alexandra Franzen um, is in the had a blog post called like today is not over yet and like that's my mantra for like the evening where it's kind of like if there's anything I can get done now that like will make me feel really good um, that's like the part where I check and I'm like all right and I can like bang out like a quick task or two I love that that's such a fantastic post on her blog and I'll <laughs> make sure to to link to it in the show notes um, so yeah. what deck of tarot cards are you working with? I have, I went to Barnes and Noble um, and I have, it is, it's like as- associated with crystals. It's called um, the crystal tarot. Um, so that like the images on the tarots are kind of different than what like the normal ones are. Um, but it has like a little crystal uh, association with each card. And I guess that's another um uh ritual I have is with the crystals um so it's funny like with personal finance stuff like I'm I'm always like testing out like the new apps and and the new systems and like you know reading life hacker and seeing like what someone else came up with and like testing that out myself to like kind of like you know always try something new to always find something for my clients and um and I stumbled across like being involved in in the online business world and being like seeing so many you know spiritual coaches and life coaches and and this whole um like the concept of manifesting um which was like so new to me it's like for like when I was starting out it was very much like just save your money like why like and and that like logic doesn't work for everyone um you need a little bit of that spiritual component and I'm not super spiritual but it was um but the crystals like seem like, oh, this is pretty. So let me try this. And um, and I started like, you know, looking like researching that and like crystals for abundance and prosperity. And I'm like, hey, if this works, I can recommend it to my clients and like here, buy this rock and it'll help you. So. Um, so, yeah, so I have like the so that's kind of like so I was looking for crystals and then like I started that came up in like an Amazon um, search and I'm like, oh, I'll try this out and. The rest is history. 
that's awesome. And I love that we're diving from tarot and crystals into personal finance because I think that lots of people think of money as being really unspiritual and sometimes even bad or dirty and there's all this baggage around money. So I'd love to hear from you. What does money have to do with personal development? Well, money, I get, well, there's, there's two things, two ways of look uh, that I look at this. The first is like money is an energy, right? So it's kind of like, so while your net worth shouldn't determine your self worth type thing, um, it's still like it, you know, it's still something that like comes and goes into our life, like love or work or something. And it's, it, money is like, um, a resource that helps us pay for things that, you know, let us do things that we enjoy that make us happy. So, and in our, like even something as little as like paying your electrical bill, like I'm really happy that I have electricity. I'm really grateful that I live at a time where we have electricity um, and running water and like indoor plumbing and those kind of things. So like, yeah, those things might be like annoying to pay for um, or the cost might go up and, and stuff like that. But I think it's like, I'm still like very, grateful to have money to be able to afford those things and the same goes for on like a larger scale of like travel and um you know taking a sabbatical from your job to do something you love or starting a business or whatever it is or, or you know buying shoes that you really like whatever you know whatever it is that makes you happy um you know donating it to charity like like starting a charity that you really like so um so yeah so like money is like you know we we have this like especially you know idealists like like myself and um you know we we have this like bad um view of money where like money isn't important like we're like it's not something to be um to go after you know it's it's corrupt and the people that go after money like don't have good intentions and and money is corrupt and and evil and all these you know bad things but money does afford us like a lot of luxuries and, and a lot of necessities too, you know? So, um, it's kind of like, I think like, I, I take it more like with debt and like when we don't like respect money or the, you know, the concept of money and like, you know, being fiscally responsible, we kind of like, we get into these like bad habits of like, just, you know, charging things on a credit card and, and like, you know, just being like, it's just not like we, there's this like, these extremes of like, it's, you know, I don't want to earn any money and I don't want to take care of the money that I'm spending, or I don't want to folk, you know, pay attention to what, you know, where my money is going. Um, and, you know, I think money is a kind of a good thing to like make everything a little bit easier. And, 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 um, you know, it, it kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it, it like, it's like this, it's like a, you know, a resource, like it's like eating a good diet or, you know, eating a balanced diet or exercising, or, you know, being healthy, like, like money is part of our health. And, um, yeah, so it kind of, it's an important area that we should focus on where, you know, we try not to focus on it because we're like, you know, it's evil. It's, you know, people that go after money are bad, but, um, you don't have, like, you can do it in a way that's balanced, um, where you're, you're getting something out of it. You know, you're, you're, contributing to a society that makes you happy that your lifestyle that makes you happy and yeah absolutely and so I'm curious were you always interested in personal finance or what was your relationship with money like growing up 
Well, growing up, I actually, um, I grew up in a household where like, it was one of those debt is a fact of life thing where, and I, I didn't really like, money wasn't really discussed in my household. Um, but when I went away to college, um, and I was kind of like told, um, you know, like when it, when it came time to take out student loans and it was like, oh, you know, you're just going to have student loan debt. It lasts like 10 years. And then, um, you know, you pay whatever you can afford. And, um, you know, if you can only afford $50, that's all you have to pay. And I was like, oh, so like, no, no big deal. And then once I actually like was in college, like I, and I didn't really know anything about this until I graduated from college. And um, it doesn't quite work that way. Um, and, you know, it's, to have like, like I graduated from college with like $50,000 in debt between student loans, a credit card debt and a car loan. And I graduated with the mentality that like, I'm just going to have these bills. Like that's just how it's going to be. And I just need to have a job where I can afford to pay those bills. And, um, and if I keep, you know, having like, there wasn't any it's just like, oh, as long as I can cover my bills, that's fine. Not like how much money I'm paying in interest or how much, you know, how much I'm, how I have to pick a certain career because I need X amount to cover that. And then if I want to do something else, you know, I, I don't have that kind of freedom because I have, I am obligated to pay these bills. And I started like, you know, looking at it like, no, like I'm paying, when I started calculating the interest, because we don't really do that. We don't calculate the interest when, you know, when we're paying bills, we're like, oh, it's going to take me X years to pay off, or it's going to cost me Y dollars a month. We don't say like, all right, I charged this thousand dollars, that thousand dollars is going to turn into $1,800, you know, but when I'm actually, when I'm finished paying it off. Um, and that felt, and I think like I, this also like was happening during the financial collapse. So, um, so you have like these, it's like, this is purely political on my part, but like you had these like, ma like these massive financial institutions, like do these really bad things and like still get away with it. And like, and, and all of these people were, you know, were, were suffering from like, you know, so how much debt they had, like, you know, we all kind of got caught with our pants, you know, down and, um, and we're all, you know, suffering with these and, and I'm like, no, like, and they got out like scot-free with, you know, with all this. And I'm like, no, we need to like take back, like we need to take back our power, you know, at least financially. And, um, and that's kind of like when I started looking at like strategically using a credit card to like get rewards and, and to, you know, rather than me paying the credit card company, the company, the credit card company pays me. And, um, you know, and it took, you know, time to get there to, you know, time to pay off debt and, um, and the like, but now that I'm here and I'm like, yes, we all need to like use their rewards really wisely and, and, you know, take the money back that like, you know, we bailed them out with. So, um, so that's kind of like my, po my po political spin on it. Um, but that's like, so it was all those like kind of little factors where like, it's kind of like me trying to change the financial industry, um, which, you know, it's like having access to credit is great. I don't, I'm not saying that debt is all bad, you know, debt affords us um, things that we can't afford up front, but like we need to be educated consumers about the whole thing. We need to know exactly like when we're taking out debt, when we're paying an interest rate, how much that's really costing us. Um, and if that's something that we're okay with rather than just 
being like, oh, I'm okay with this monthly payment, like being okay with how much you're really giving them and how much money they're actually making off of you. And if that's something that you're willing to do. So can you walk us through a little bit more in depth? What actions did you undertake to start making these changes with your finances and how long did it actually take you to start getting out of debt? It took me about five years, a little less, to pay off the 50000 And while I was do like I had started looking like when I had first realized like how crazy everything was and I wasn't like drowning or I was you know I was still treading water it wasn't very stressful but um I just wanted out um of the debt and I started looking for a financial planner because I was making I was working in the financial industry ironically and um I want I was making decent money for someone you know straight out of college and um I I wanted to make sure that I was putting my money like using my money in like the best way possible right and I so like I you know, I wanted to make sure that, that I had the right insurance I had the right invest like I was doing my 401k all right um you know my retirement accounts that I was um paying off my debt in the most strategic way possible so I went to I was looking for a financial planner um just to like bounce ideas off of and just like just to have them like like kind of like going having like a physical like I wanted to like go and be like tell me what I need to fix um and I couldn't find anyone that I liked like I couldn't find anyone that like wasn't just like focused on my retirement account like and, and the investments and the what assets it was you know allocated into and whatnot like I wanted they were like you know selling products and they weren't selling me like I'm like I needed help with my spending like help me with my like what's a normal amount of money to spend on certain things like do I have to put everything into savings like like what's a what is a healthy balance of spending um and you know I had wants too like I wanted you know I wanted I went I did a lot of clothes shopping um I probably could have paid off that debt a lot quicker if I was you know didn't you know enjoy myself as much as I did but I did like and that was important to me um throughout that five years like I'm not gonna like it wasn't like I had like that like aha moment where I was going to just um you know pay off my debt so I could be free and like choose a a, you know a, a career outside of the corporate world um it was more like all right like I'm I can do this and constantly like facing up against you know advertisements and um, you know, what my friends were doing and, you know, what other people, how other people wanted me to spend my money and how other people, um, you know, how they handled their money and how that influenced, you know, my decisions and, um, and my shame about, around debt. Cause I, I, most of my friends at the time were, um, pretty well off or came from households that were for a little higher income than mine and they didn't graduate college with debt. And, um, and it's funny now, like now that they're on their own, um, they've all kind of incurred some kind of debt. Um, so I'm like, oh, the tables have turned. But not that it's like a bad thing, but it's just something that like, yeah, if you don't pay attention to it, like this is what happens. Like if you're not educated about it, this is what happens. And um, and it kind of like that for that throughout that five years, it was a learning experience for me where like, um, you know, I had to like find out like what triggered my irrational spending and, you know, and also but and then like the math like the math of it was easy like I'm a numbers person so like it was easy for me to calculate like 
all right, these interest, like this interest rate is low. Like I don't have to prioritize this as much as like paying off the debt with, you know, this 13% interest rate. So like, um, and there's tons of like calculators for that stuff online that I was able to find out and find and do the calculate, do the math myself. Um, I think like when I was looking for a financial planner, like I wanted to like run the numbers, you know, by them. And they were kind of like, like there's as much as like, as like financial planners just like say like debt is bad and they're kind of like, Oh, the interest rates are so low now because you know, interest rates are low now. Um, like, Oh, just put things in debt and, and, you know, invest it and make these crazy returns. Cause that'll be more than, you know, you're paying an in interest. But, um, so yeah, so, so that's like my, my messy, you know, it wasn't it. And I, and I, when I work with clients, like, um, now, you know, I, and I work, you know, we work short term, like, you know, some anywhere between like three to six months. And, uh, and like when we leave, I'm like, you're still like, this is still going to be something that you're going to work on. Like, like the way that we handle, like handle our money, you know, we have these habits, we have these, like these roots, our habits are so rooted in our past, like, and how we grew up and how our friends interact with money and how our families interact with money and, and the people we work with, like all of our, you know, we have all these forces that, you know, influence our decisions with money and it takes, you know, it's, it's hard work and it's, and you're constantly, you know, creating a new lifestyle um and it you know it gets easier it gets better and it gets more empowering but it's not like an overnight you know switch where you're just like oh this is this is how i'm going to spend my money today it's kind of like you know like it's like any lifestyle change whether you're you know eating healthier or you know exercising or you know just like changing the way you view things like being a more positive person um you know how you handle conflicts better like and that's and that's like it's always going to be a learning experience and especially like as the economy changes as you know um your financial obligations change it's always going to be something that you're going to be um adapting to and um but like the actual so you have like the the mindset stuff and you have the number stuff and the number stuff was easy it's just a matter of like having the money to do it the mindset stuff is something that takes a little more work yeah i wanted to dig into that a little bit more because i know i've I've read and heard a lot about the kind of idea around the mindset stuff with money and it makes a lot of sense that we all kind of have a threshold that we're comfortable at and either we find ways to keep earning at that same threshold or else you know if our threshold is really we're comfortable being broke all the time because that's how we grow up then we end up spending Mm -hmm. our way back down to that so I'm wondering obviously um you know it's a much longer thing that you would go through but in general, what is that process that you go through with your clients to help identify and work through and change some of that money mindset stuff? Well, we start like with just basic like questions. Um, like there's, so you have like your past, your present and your future. So like your, your past is, you know, what you grew up with, like what, what was going on in your household, what was going on in your peer group, um, in your community. Um, and it's like basic, like, like, or like those those memories of like you know when like the ice cream truck came around like did you have money to pay for it like did you know where that money was coming from like did your parents you know make you feel guilty for asking for you know that ice cream um like those kind of things um and then it's it's a lot of like you know sitting around thinking when it, when it comes to the past like you know and, and and like you know the more we start thinking about it it's not like you're you know through like an hour you're gonna be like oh now I remember everything like this, it comes up bit by bit and it comes up 
like as we deal with our money now, like when we start getting conscious of like our present, right? So like where we're thinking about um, when we go to pay for something and it's like, well, why am I doing like this? Like, and, and that constant, like I, I tell my clients to keep asking yourself why, like keep digging deeper and deeper. So like, you know, why does this feel guilty? Like why do you, or like, why are you giving your kids all of this money without, you know, them doing any chores or like, and it's like, oh, because my parents didn't give this to me and I, and I want what I didn't have. I want my kids to have what I didn't have. And like, and you know, those kind like, and it's, and it's really just a matter of like, um, identifying these ideas and these beliefs and like asking yourself, is this what is really important to me? Like, is this what I truly believe? And is this what's right to me? Um, is this what I you know want for my future self? Is this, you know, the way, I, the way I want to live? Um, and it's, you know, like when it, when it comes to like limiting your income, um, there's like, I had, I worked one of the, um, senior executives that I worked with, we were talking about like raises and, and getting promotions. And she goes, she's like, well, I can't earn that much more. Like my parents are already earned that much. I can't out earn my parents. And I was like, mm. what, what, how could you not out earn your parents? Like, what does that have to do with anything? Um, your, your, and her parents were like, you know, retiring. Like it was, it was like, and, and like I hear, and I, it's, I, with every client I work with, like I hear new things and there's always something, you know, different about everyone that we have these like, you know, irrational beliefs that like seem so rational, you know? Um, and, and it's kind of like, you know, pushing that limit and, and, you know, finding where you're comfortable and, you know, what's really important to you. Like, is it really important that like, do you really think that like, you don't need to, then you can't out earn your parents because that might offend them or that might, you know, throw off a balance in your like family structure. Or is it that like, you know, are you, or do you want the money to like give your kids an extra, you know, that so they can go to that fancier summer camp or or whatever it is, you know, Um, or that you can, you know, put more money into retirement, into your retirement fund or like, you know, pay off your, the kitchen addition on your house, whatever it is that, that, um, that we, we, you know, want money for. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's kind of like, you know, and it's always going to be a process. Like I still like, uh, this morning, a friend of mine posted on Facebook, this like lamp that has like a, a diffuser for like essential oils or something. And I like, and I clicked on the link and I went to Amazon and I added it to my Amazon cart and I'm like, oh my God, like I have the same, like, I'm just, we're all human. Like this is, you know, and, and I, so it's sitting in my cart and like, I've gotten better with this, you know, but like it's sitting in my cart and I'm like, why did I just do that? Like, why do I want this? What is like, what is the idea? Like, what's the concept behind this? You know, what is this going to, what value is this going to bring to my life? Like, how does this fit into my like big game plan? And, um, and I wound up not buying it. Um, but like, there was a time in my life where I'd be like, Oh, that looks cool. And just mindlessly buy it. And it's like, Oh, it's only $20. Like that's, and those, you know, kind of snowball into like, where did I, like when we get to the point where we don't know where our money's going. Um, so it's really just, you know, it's, it's that consciousness that like constant questioning and like, you know, tying it back into like the big game plan and like what your what your big ideas are like do I want another like I'm, I'm very like minimalistic um and I feel like I don't like clutter and I don't like too much stuff 
I'm like, this isn't, this doesn't tie into like my big picture and, or does it tie into my big picture? You know, ideas of what I really want. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it's a lot of, a lot of introspection. I think that's so powerful when we're making any kind of behavioral changes is bringing that mindfulness to it. So, you know, understanding what our limiting beliefs are, knowing where they came from, but then being able to think about, okay, what is my intention now? And just slowing down and rather than having these knee-jerk decisions, whether it's buying the infuser or eating the entire pizza and before we do it, just saying, wait, <laughs> why am I doing this? And do I does this actually serve my bigger goals? Exactly. So I have to admit, though, that I find most personal finance advice super overwhelming. And like you said, everyone in secret is kind of talking about how messy their finances are, but it always feels like, you know, everyone else has the six months expenses for an emergency fund and they've got the plan to buy a house and they've got their long-term savings in order. And I just think like it can be overwhelming to know even where to start. So I'm curious, what do you think is the most important financial goal to start with when you're starting to think, okay, I haven't thought about my finances in a really disciplined way before. Where should I start? So the one thing I, um, and I, I have a blog post on this. I'll, um, I'll mention I am, but like I start with, um, what I call like a stress test of like, um, like seeing, you know, kind of like her, I don't want to say like doomsday prepping, but like, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen and how would I respond to it? So, you know, while like one of my non-famous, cause I'm not famous yet, but, um, when I get, get famous, this is what my quote's going to be. Um, that a credit card is not emergency savings, but like for some people like that might be their emergency savings. And, um, and like, you know, having a, you know, a good credit history means you get like a good, you, you'll get a better interest rate, or you might have like an introductory 0% interest rate, like, um, if you're, you know, a good candidate. Um, and like, but that's so that, like, that could be like, a, you know, something that, that is a, you know, a safety net um, for a financial emergency. But so like, I kind of like, I have like a list of questions where it's like, you know, what are my expenses? Like just knowing what your expenses are is huge. A lot of people don't know what their expenses are. Um, even like, you know, people that could be earning really good money um, and, you know, not feeling stressed financially, like don't know what their expenses are. Like if something happened, how would like, what do they have to cover themselves? Um, so, you know, saying like if my income dropped by 50%, if it went away completely, um, do I have insurance to cover certain things? Like, like what will my what are my benefits if I lose those benefits um, that I'd have to pay for myself? Little things like that, like just asking questions of like, what's going on in your financial life? Then, um, so that's like the, like the, that's kind of like where we need to start, just like knowing what's going on. Um, even like looking at what your interest rates are if you're, pay, you know, if you're paying on, uh, if you have debt, um, you know, how, what the terms are to you know, pay that off, um, how much you have in savings, um, you know, kind of just like, information gathering and I have these worksheets that like I get help with that a little bit where like you know kind of just like the information hunting which is really scary to a lot of people and it's and it and because you know it's there's like this vulnerability associated because like you could look at it and be like oh my god like how am I how am I staying afloat here or it could be like okay like I have the three months after all or I have the six months after all um 
the thing is also like when it, when it comes to like, like you, you mentioned the six months um, of savings, like it varies person to person. Like when I was leaving my corporate job um, and I was like, and I, and I did the same thing that everyone else did. Like I, I Googled, like how much do I need in savings to, you know, start a business? And there's no right or wrong answer with that stuff. And, you know, we're constantly looking for like a definitive answer and it doesn't exist. It's kind of like you have to find what your comfort zone is and what would make like how, how you want to feel. So when I was, when I came up with the, um, with the figure that I needed in my savings to, to quit my job, it was, I needed, um, 12 months of living expenses. So and I figured out what my living expenses were going to be once I was self-employed and, um, each month and multiply that by 12. And that was how much I needed in my savings account to leave, to feel comfortable to leave. Um, I know people that could do that with like maybe three months or nothing that people are just like, Oh, once I, once I get out, like, I, and, um, and I think, you know, some people do that not realizing like how much pressure they might be under or like what their exit strategy is. Um, and then like, they're really not as, um, comfortable and they don't really like that feeling as much as they thought they would. Um, but it's a learning experience then. Um, but yeah, so I think that it's kind of like, like looking into like how you want to feel, how you, like what what would make you happy, um, you know what you really want out of life, and you know starting from there and being like I really want you know um, to travel, and it's like okay, well how would you do that? You know, do you have to pay off your credit cards to to do that, or, or to to you know leave your job to take a sabbatical from your job? Like, what financial obligations do you have to get rid of? Um, and and yeah, so like you know we want to like you know, like it's the same thing with like your physical health though. Like, you know, how much, like we don't know how much we have to weigh or how much, you know, how many calories we have to eat a day or how much we have to exercise. Like there's a, a range for everyone. And, um, and that varies person to person. And it's kind of like, you know, it, it all boils down to how you want to feel. Right. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of like how I approach, uh, financial health is kind of like, how, how do you want to feel and how, you know, how do you want to, um, you know, like what, what do you want to afford and, you know, what would make you feel safe um, or what would make you feel happy and, and those kind of questions and like building your financial life or like, you know, putting numbers, associating numbers with that, um, which um, with all the tools on, you know, with all these calculators online and stuff like that, it's a lot um, easier now than it was, let's say 10, 20 years ago. I think that's such good advice um, in my e-course, The Daydream Revolution, we talk a little bit about how most of our default settings for our finances is just avoid, avoid, avoid. Like we aren't checking in with our bank statements regularly. Like you said, we don't know what our expenses are. And it's so much easier to be kind of gripped by fear and be out of control if you're not even really, if you don't know what's going on. So even then, if I know my bank balance is really low, knowing that is less fear inducing because at least I know what I have to work with and I can know what priorities I want to make based on that. Mm -hmm. So for someone who has a really big dream that they want to save for, but they don't have any extra wiggle room in their budget, what advice would you give to them? Well, it's funny, like when it comes to budgeting, like we, you know, we focus on, you know, we have, let's say we're making X amount of dollars and we're like, okay, these are our expenses and everything has to, you know, it can't exceed our income. 
but our income is also variable. Like, like, you know, even if like we have like this fixed, you know, regular salary job, you know, you can always earn more. You can always, you know, change jobs. You can always get a promotion. You could have a side hustle. You know, you can do, you could sell things. You know, they're like, our income is limitless. And I think, you know, and I think that's kind of, and I, um, I spoke about this, I think on my blog last week about how, um, how, you know, we, we get so fixated on like cutting expenses and like, and especially like when you're like, you know, we might have, let's say, we might, you know, before we have a financial goal, we might be spending, let's say $600 on groceries. And then we're like, all right, I'm going to cut that back because I'm going to cut it down to $200 a month on groceries. So I can put $400 towards my savings for this goal or, or pay down my credit card with, with that $400, um, which is great. But it could also feel like um, a little discouraging where you're like, oh, I'm, re- I'm giving up so much. Like, like I'm really, you know, I, I hate cooking every night. It's too stressful or, or I'm not enjoying this anymore. And, and you know, you kind of like, you get a little burnt out that way by like, you know, just working with your, um, what you have. The clients that I've seen, like, are like, I need to pay off this credit card. Like I can't like this, or this student loan. Like I I didn't even, I I didn't even graduate from with this degree. Like I hate this loan. And, and they're like, I need to get rid of it. And I'm going to, you know, bartend on the weekends to, to pay this off. Like this, it's, this is that important to me. And they make all this extra money and it's, you know, whatever, you know, cash. And, um, and it, the, what I've noticed is that like, they feel so much more empowered with that than they would if like they cut back on their, um, you know, grocery budget, let's say, because, you know, they're still enjoying themselves. Like they're still, you know, like, you, you know, I wouldn't say like, you know, when you pick, you know, an ex- like a source of extra income or a promotion or whatever it is, like, hopefully it's not something that makes you miserable, right? Like as miserable as like cutting back on your groceries, right? It has to be something that like you somewhat, you know, enjoy. And, and, and that's like kind of what my clients have left with where they're like, and the clients that like have, you know, went the route of like, also like not just, you know, managing their expenses, but also they're, you know, looking for other ways to earn more. Um, and they're like, they have like this, it's really inspiring like this this empowerment that they're like like I'm like the, I'm in control here and I have you know like this is all my doing and it's and it it's really and that and that kind of like also you know keeps you motivated it kind of you know it's encouraging and it and it like uh it maintains that like drive um and that's you know kind of fun so like so and I get I get emails every now and then from someone who's like I'm really like barely making ends meet and I don't have the money and, and like wh- where do I even start and it's like you know look at what blocks you have against earning more and and I think that like and and people are stressed and like and, and I'm not you know we work really hard and a lot of people you know work really really hard to to just get what they have and you know can't fathom working anymore to you know to get and I understand that um but like there's always something and Um, you know, it could be an uncomfortable conversation with your boss to like, um, you know, to get a raise or to just even ask, like, what do I have to do to get that promotion or, or, or realizing that like the company that you're working for isn't going to get you anywhere. And and you might have to change, you know, make a lateral move to make more, um, or, or, you know, you have a skill that like, you know, you, with Etsy and, and all these crafts and stuff like that, like, um, 
there's on like an online business is is you know there's so much potential with earning out there that um i try not to um let anyone feel like discouraged by what they have there's always room to grow there yeah i wrote a i wrote a blog post called 50 creative ways to afford your dream and you know lots of them (laughs) won't bring in tons of extra money you know if you're just selling your clothes there's only so many clothes you can sell and only so much money that people will pay for them but just as a way to to start people thinking like just what you've said that there's so many ways to earn more money and I, I can't remember his last name but Ramit who ha- um, has, oh yeah Ramit Sethi yeah I will teach you to be rich.com like yeah. he talks about that a lot there's only so much money you can cut from your budget but there's right. exponential ways to make more money especially yeah with all of the online technology that's available to us like if you could mm-hmm potentially start earning tens of thousands of dollars and maybe that's not realistic for you but maybe it is Mm -hmm. it's it's an interesting way to think about it and definitely way more empowering yeah so shifting gears a little bit I'd love to know when it comes to your own personal development what are you working on learning or implementing um well I guess lately I've been focusing a lot on these crystals and this tarot um I'm like like and I think you know we're all like multi-passionate people right so um like I I am a huge numbers nerd and I love you know working with on a spreadsheet and you know all that stuff but like I also have a creative side that like um I my first business was actually an Etsy business um where I sold one bracelet and it was amazing um but that has since failed I um I, my dream in life is to like do both, um, the financial planning, um, where I'd have like, you know, the online location independent where I have the holistic wallet where it comes with me, you know, it travels in my backpack with me. Um, I'm not a big traveler. I kind of just want to like find a different place to put down roots. Um, but I want a candle shop and I want, um, like a metaphysical store. Um, and I, I think that stuff is really cool. So I've been kind of learning about that and I, and like candle making and which is kind of like a good way to, for me to unwind after, you know, a busy day of tweeting and crunching numbers. But yeah, I'm, I like, uh, I'm really into candles right now and learning up, like reading about crystals and the different, you know, properties that they have and the different, you know, um, where, how they impact different parts of, you know, different, uh, you know, areas of our lives, you know, from abundance to um, love and um, good health, um, uh, courage, that kind of stuff. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of like what I've been up to. And it, and in like in like a month, that'll change. I'll I'll have something extra added into that. You know, like I like to cook. I like you know, I want to. I do like little outdoor hiking stuff like that. So it, it you know it varies, but. Um, but that's my, my current, you know, obsession. Amazing. And so in terms of your business, what projects are you working on developing or putting out there these days? So I am launching um, the beta test round of my course, Budgets and Big Things, which is uh, the tagline is the personal finance co- uh, course to bankroll the life you crave. Um, I'm so excited about this. It's like the it's the personal finance course I wanted, I wish I had, um, 10 years ago. Um, so 
and I think like and from what I've heard like from what people are looking for like it's kind of like what um everyone wants to know like it's not just like oh say like this is how you save money like or this is you know the best way to save money it's like the actual tools and like the best um the best calculators the best um uh strategies and 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 not just like payoff debt but like how to structure your debt and how to like maintain the motivation just to keep paying off your debt um which is i think the hardest part you know the math is easy the 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 mindset stuff is what's hard so it kind of it combines the two of that so i'm really excited about that because um that'll be you know it's like my my baby um and it's like my, my perfect world like what i always wish i had so um so there's that um and i'm launching that that the first the, the enrollment will open november open november 23rd and um the class first day of class is december 1st um the enrollment closes november 30th and um, and then once that closes, it'll reopen again in January with, um, you know, some extra bonuses and stuff, which everyone that that's in the, the beta round will get access to later on. It's just not in there yet. Um, so that's really exciting. Awesome. Um, and will and, that be kind yeah. of American specific in terms of the tools you teach or will they be pretty applicable internationally? The tools when it comes to like debt and credit and credit monitoring and um, th- and like financial institution like how credit cards work um is specific to the u.s like i know it that varies a lot in um europe and uh canada um but the mindset stuff like is basically the same um and there is like it is mostly mindset stuff you know they're, they're, i mean the tools i think are really valuable but the, the tools are only applicable really to the u.s right Cool. Well, um, so enrollment will be open now when people are listening to this. So I'll be sure to link up to that in the show notes. And for anyone who feels drawn to how else can they work with you and support the work that you're doing? I offer um, a package called the number crunch where it's um, where I, you know, we, we throw down all the numbers and I kind of, I write, I write a plan, which is like a, you know, big long report of um what to like next steps to take to either work for a specific goal like you want to pay for a wedding or take a sabbatical or whatever it is um start your own company um or it could just be like i just want to get a handle on my finances and i feel like everything's up in the air and i don't know what to do um so i have i offer that which is um a one-on-one thing with me um and we you get a plan and, and like additional accountability and support uh, via coaching for a few months afterwards, um, which is fun to, you know, keep everything to implement everything because, you know, like I say, the numbers are easy. The mindsets was hard. All right. And I've enjoyed that as well. That sounds really powerful and, you know, something we could probably all use. <laughs> so something that I ask everyone, and it could be absolutely anything, whether it's a book or a food or a ritual, what's one thing that you're obsessed with doing these days that's making your life better? I have to say it's cooking. And um, I, I'm not, I'm a good, I'm a good cook. I, people like my cooking. I, I get, you know, decent compliments, but I find it very therapeutic. Um and not everyone feels this way, but like it, it, 
like when I, I, when I was building my business, I wasn't really cooking as much and I was, you know, eating out more and, you know, eating frozen meals and it got me really depressed. And, um, and since, since then I've been, um, I'm like, Oh, this is what makes, this is a great, like, this makes me happy. And this is like a, one of my creative outlets. And, um, so I try to cook, um, as often as I can. Um, even if it's just like preparing, you know, for three days going forward, but cooking's my, my, um, release right now. Do you have a favorite dish to cook right now? Tacos, because tacos are limitless. You can make so many different types of tacos from fish to vegetarian and, and, um, you know, just beans and, uh, chicken and all these different things and, and, you know, play with the different toppings. And I think, uh, tacos are I have tacos on my menu at least once a week and they're always different than the week before we make tacos every Tuesday and make a different recipe so I'm fully behind that and we have made some weird tacos like Thai themed tacos and Italian themed tacos pretty much anything we just decide to make it into a taco (laughs) throw it into a taco it'll be delicious yeah absolutely they've just come out with a taco emoji so my husband yes. and I have been very excitedly texting yes. each other taco emojis on Tuesdays. Yeah, that's the only thing I text to anyone anymore. It's like, oh, what are you doing right now? Taco. <laughs> okay, cool. So as we wrap up, where can we find you online? So I'm at theholisticwallet.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Facebook forward slash theholisticwallet or Twitter slash holisticwallet. No the. Um, and I'm on Instagram, uh, and Pinterest with the same, uh, name, I guess, holistic wallet. And, uh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for all of your advice and for sharing your story with us. Well, thank you for having me. If you've been putting off getting your financial house in order and sorting out your accounts, choose one piece of Michelle's advice and start putting it into practice today. You can hop over to the show notes and leave a comment letting us know what you're going to do and we can help hold you accountable. You can find the show notes for this episode at sarahstars.com slash podcast slash 18. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the show. If you enjoyed it, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can write anything you want in the review section, so why not let me know what you're obsessed with right now or who you'd like me to interview next. This support will really help me to make exciting things happen with this podcast, and I'd appreciate it so much. Next week, I'm talking to my friend, Ebony Allard. Ebony is a business coach for entrepreneurial misfits, and she is about to launch her book, Misfit to Maven, from ah to ah. We sat down to chat about how feeling like a misfit led to some seriously destructive behavior, how she began to transform her life, the eight-step process she works through with her clients, Ebony's best advice for improving your body image, and a lot of other really insightful, actionable topics. Until then, do something to get your shit together and create a life you love.